This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. And this is the Q&A session. So everyone that is listening in, that's you lovely people out there, you're sharing your questions and I am giving you my best answers. So we've got everything from health related, some personal questions, some podcast best practices and tips, and also some other random questions that you have sent in. If you are wondering, this is the first episode that I'm recording in the new studio. So we have new equipment, microphones, studio space and all those things. So hopefully the audio is sounding pretty good. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your thoughts about the quality of the podcast. And I'm more than happy to take on board your feedback. So we're going to start off with some health questions that you have sent in. First question is, what is your morning routine? Now, my morning routine has changed over the years, but my main focus is when I get up in the morning, I try to not stay in bed for too long. So I have a bit of a 10 to 15 minute curfew on myself so that when I wake up, I am proactively trying to get out of bed so it encourages me to not lounge around, not hit snooze for too long and make sure that when I'm awake, I am awake. I find that if I try to have shorter sleeps or I try to sleep in and I don't do the proactive jump out of bed and let's attack the day, then it actually impacts the rest of my day because if I have another nap, I can wake up feeling worse most days. So that's why I try to focus on that I try to focus on making sure that I check my calendar, make sure the world or my businesses or companies haven't had anything negative happen or bad happen overnight because I work at so many different time zones very often something can happen overnight that I'm asleep while it happens. So that is what I I do with that essentially putting out fires and Then I check my calendar, make sure I know what I'm doing that day. And then I do a version of priming or setting my intentions for the day. So this makes sure that I can be as proactive with my day. I can make sure that I keep on top of things. And I can also sit there and go, okay, what can I do to make things easier or keep a positive frame of mind because sometimes things just happen day to day sometimes you can't just be proactive all the time sometimes things happen and then you've got to react and respond so this way it helps me stay focused it helps me prepare for my day and it's a version of plan for the best prepare for the worst and your day falls somewhere between those two things The next question that I get is, what are the benefits of sleep? So I mentioned in the previous question that I tried to wake up and get out of bed as quickly as possible because that helps reinforce the habit of waking up. Another thing that I do is before I go to bed, I try to make sure that I reduce my light exposure and I try to get as cool as I can before going to sleep. 
Sleep is very, very important because I have health conditions, I'm diabetic and I also have cystic fibrosis. What this does is it gives me the energy that I need that I would not otherwise replace with things like sugar. So sleep is very, very important. Why I'm so passionate about sleep is one of the things that people tend to forget is it's not an or situation there is not one single benefit to getting a good night's sleep and we can forget that it is about everything memory consolidation recovery mental and physical recovery not just physical we can recover so much from sleep that a day off is simply not going to give you that sleep can We need to get to a state where sleep has multiple benefits evolutionarily and survival based and physical and all of that. We would not be sleeping if there was no benefit to it at this point. We need to recognise that there are multiple benefits, not just one. So don't just pick a benefit. Realise that chances are sleep has multiple benefits and we need to be able to prioritise our sleep if we're going to get the most out of while we're awake. This next question comes in from someone that sees some of my workout pictures, the odd workout video that I post. It's not a frequent thing, but I do post it sometimes. And someone asked me what my workout routine is. Has it changed over the years? And I can safely tell you that it has. I've gone from bodybuilding when I was about 15 and wanted to look like the people on the magazines all the way up to strongman Olympic weightlifting which to those that are in the know is actually just called weightlifting and things like CrossFit so I took up skipping for a while realized how bad I was at the majority of the movements and then I just gradually build over time now i'm more focused heavily on endurance on efficiency and also training in a way that is more pain free and then working around some of my body's limitations while building on weaknesses so one of my more recent passions is running because i hate running and i'm not very good at it over the years i've got better to the point where i do okay now never used to i was hopeless when i first started but one of the benefits of working on your weaknesses is eventually you will have less of them and it if you do it right if you work on your weaknesses right it actually adds on to your strengths at the same time so this is why we have to do both we have to sit there and go okay what am i not so great at what am i prepared to improve on where am i going to focus my time and over the years i've realized that is the key The key is actually improving yourself in multiple areas and things like how you look, how you feel, they are not what you go directly towards. That is the result of three to five different things. How strong you are, how pain-free you are, how light you are compared to, let's say, how much muscle mass you're carrying and also how fast you can move and how stable you feel. So a combination of strength, speed, flexibility and stability alongside like cardiovascular endurance, they're the main things 
that we can tell whether we feel healthy or strong or not and that is what I try to improve on as often as I can so my main focus at the moment are those things all right next section is some personal questions and the first one is what is my biggest achievement so far now those of you that follow me quite closely will know that over the years I've gone from having some quiet years to slower years to some very, very impactful years as well, myself personally. And I couldn't really reduce things down to one achievement because I'm a best-selling author, which I'm very, very grateful for. I've spoke on stage internationally, which is another massive achievement for me. I've won Young Entrepreneur of the Year, and that was a big moment because I had no idea, A, I'd never put myself in for it. It was it was something somebody else put me in for. I got all the way to the shortlist, didn't think I was going to win, and then they called out my name. So all the way I was questioning myself and doubting it and convincing myself that it wasn't going to be me. All that time it actually was. Very, very weird. <sighs> very surreal for me and that will probably be up there as one of the proudest things that I've done because I actually expected to get nowhere and yet I won so it's a very I was thinking one thing and the opposite was actually happening so very very important to factor that in your expectations being overachieved feels different to expecting it and then it appears so that's what I would say to that one is there's those things is the international speaker it's the award-winning entrepreneur and then the best-selling author and then some of the amazing things that I've achieved through the podcast I'm very grateful for how far the show has come for every single one of you listening to the show means so much to me because I started the podcast without any audience at all which makes a massive difference when you realise how far the show has come. So I just want to take the time now just to say thank you for those that are listening. It means so much to be able to do this and I look forward to bringing many, many more episodes to you. Next question is, do you have a lesson for your younger self? This actually took me a while to figure out because I would be downgrading the journey if I was telling myself things that would speed up the process or skip out some of the difficulties and some of the challenges and some of the failures. So what I would tell my younger self is the journey is already laid out. Keep doing what it is that you're doing. But what I would say is try not to hold on to the failures as much as you are doing currently because very often it's us holding on to things and us dragging our heels a little bit that keeps the negativity dwelling on and looming on and constantly being repetitive so what I would say is try your damnedest to let go of negativity quicker but the journey itself was fine no issues at all and I actually feel like I've benefited more from my failures than some of the successes that I've had so that's what I would say to that next is what's the scariest thing I've done (laughs) funnily enough moving abroad was probably the scariest thing because I went somewhere on holiday 
realized I wanted to move, and then about three to six months later, I was in that country, in that part of the world, staying there. That was my intention. The reason why it was so scary was I'm not a massive flyer. I don't fly all that often. So going from that to, okay, I am now going to travel and move abroad, that was a big step for me. Next question is, what are my goals for the next few years? Now, I tend to look at my life at the moment in three to six month experiments. I try things, I see what works, I change things and I continue to evolve and grow and that's how I tend to go about my life currently. But, and this is a big but, is goals help me to focus but I've got to be aware that something could be coming in from the side that is important, that is relevant or possibly because I've changed and altered my perspectives I want to go over this way so sometimes focus irrespective of what comes along can be damaging to some people so my main goals are to do with the podcast they are to do with the books that I'm writing they are to do with the speaking and some other business related things that I'm focused on but a big goal at the moment is about impact so Actually, if you can help with this, it would be really great if those of you that are listening is my goal is to reach a billion people through the podcast. So everything from your sharing the show, you leaving reviews, you introducing people to the podcast, that expands my goal and expands my ability to reach that goal so much further just because of your support and of your help and it does help so much with my ability to change lives and change the world one person at a time which is the goal of the show next question is what is my one minute message to the world now i don't know if this is going to take a minute but here we go let's see how this goes in order to achieve a life that you really want you first got to know what that is and then the how will outline it to you. And very often, you've got to take one step at a time and get as clear as you can on the best way for you to go about that step. And it's not about trying to live somebody else's life. It's about living your own, which means you need to know what that is and you need to know then how to go and get it the clearer you get on the what the easier the how becomes and you just take it one step at a time achieving a life that you want has to start with knowing yourself and knowing the things that you want to get out of your life so do that and you're instantly ahead of everyone else that is simply trying you're actually going to be making progress because you're clear beforehand You've got to be definite with what you want. Next question is about what my biggest regret is. Now, I don't have many that I would call regrets, but I've got lessons. And one of the the biggest lessons that I've ever learned is you've got to follow your own path. And very often, life will make you follow your own path until you actually realise that you're needing to follow your own path what that looks like is you could be trying to follow somebody else's blueprint and life will make you follow your own 
whether it be through failing, whether it be through you not wanting to take the action on the things that the other person is asking you to do. There are so many different ways that we can actually turn around and say, okay, well, maybe you didn't want to do this in the first place. Maybe you just convinced yourself that you did when in fact you didn't. So the biggest lesson that I've ever learned is living your own life because so many things have failed, not come off, not happened the way I've wanted them to, and yet I've come so far regardless of that. And very often you can forget that that is just as important. You've got to live your own life. Next round of questions, two questions on podcasting. So what are my three top tips for podcasters? Tip number one is you've got to make sure that the podcast is the thing that you want to do. Desire is a real thing. You've got to enjoy it enough to be able to be consistent with it before you get anything else from it. The podcast has to be your constant. It has to be a lifestyle change to be able to make it happen. And it might also help to think about, okay, do I want to be doing this podcast in five years from now? If the answer is yes, then you should do it. Because nine times out of ten, it will take you about that long to get something back to achieve the thing that you want to achieve from the show. And my final tip really is to get started. Use the resources that you have. If you can't afford a studio like this one, if you can't afford higher cost items like microphones you don't need one you can you can start your podcast with a phone like what i did i started my show with a headset and my smartphone and that was it i recorded on zoom like i'm doing now and that is it i recorded on my phone and put it out there recorded on my phone and put it out there I would focus on making sure the show is something you want to record and then the format's important. Is it going to be interviews? Is it going to be a solo show? Is it going to have series or an evergreen show, which is every single week? You've got to get clear on how you want the show to look. Otherwise, you will struggle. And when it gets hard, you're more likely to struggle as well. So you've got to get as clear as you can on everything about the show before you start. That's what I would say. The second question on podcasting is, where do I go to find my guests? Now, over the years, I have had access to media platforms that give me access to certain kinds of guests maybe it's a a paid network so the quality is a little bit higher but twitter is one of my best places to go another place is a website called source bottle they're focused on australia but they have access worldwide now so i also use that for my call outs or my guest requests if you will and they're the main places that I go for my guests all right final sections essentially a miscellaneous section so these are all random questions so here we go we've only got about five or six of them how did you improve your own mindset what what happened and how do you do it now Mindset's a weird one because I have a different frame of mind depending on the situation. 
But one of the things that I do is I treat my mindset like a training program very similar to my physical health. So if I start something new, I'm not going to be good at it to start with, but then I will get better as it goes along. That's very, very important to factor in. But what I did was I realized that I'm very good or I perform better when the situation presents itself. I'm good at meeting the situation, not necessarily constantly walking around as if I'm in the best state of mind possible. I'm very situational, which means I will naturally prepare myself in a way that allows me to approach the situation in the best possible way. If it's speaking on stage, I will do more for my mental health and my mindset and my physical health to prepare me for being on stage. It would look very different if I was speaking on stage every week or every month. I would put very, very different practices in place. But again, it's about the situation and then meeting the situation head on. That's very, very important for me. So I need regular or semi-regular situations that require me to be my best self. And then I put the practices in place, like journaling, meditating, visualizing the situation, telling myself that I can do it, rehearsing things that I need to rehearse, because very often I will fall back onto the level of my training. So if I don't train at all, when nerves kicking, when I struggle, when I have to overcome the mental battle in the moment, I will fall back on whether I've done any training or not and how that looks. If I've not done any training at all, lo and behold, I will not perform very well under stress. If I've rehearsed things, if I've planned, prepared, I will feel like I'm performing better under pressure. But that's simply because I've practiced. And it goes for the next question as well, which is how do I deal with the public when they know full well that I'm an introvert, which I am. One of my books was about my journeys being an introvert with health conditions and the struggles that I've overcome and how I've overcome them. What I would say is it's a habit, it's training, it's practice. I'm probably loud or essentially intense for about two to three hours a day at the most and that's when I have podcasts like this one when I have events that I'm speaking at when I need to be in air quotes switched on that is when I would do that but the rest of the time I'm quiet I keep to myself I read I enjoy a good film now and again and that is what my sort of wind down slash normal self is like I'm not a loud person, I do like my own company, I would rather stay in than go to a club, I would rather have an intimate gathering of say two or four people as opposed to a conference, that is just the way that I am. So how I deal with the public is quite simple really, I plan it, I prepare for it, I have certain things that I can fall back on if needed. I have a certain strategy for dealing with large groups of people. And nine times out of 10, I don't go somewhere like that for no reason. So I try to stick to my reasons as best as I can and go from there. That is it in a nutshell. Two more questions, all right. 
Question one of two, what would be my secrets to happiness or success? One of the common themes of this episode is basically it has to be your life, it has to be your success, it has to be defined by you and that would be one of the big keys. And then the second one is ultimately don't expect to actually achieve it. So when I first set on my path of leaving a legacy, I realised that a legacy will be fulfilled and I won't actually get to see it. I will have passed on, if you will. I won't be here anymore. And the legacy is something that is left behind. So you don't necessarily see your legacy. And I had to be okay with that. I, I had to accept that and still go on the journey anyway. So if you expect to achieve amazing things and it gets tough, it gets difficult, it becomes something that you would rather not do, you will inevitably struggle you will struggle suffer and all those things why well because you've expected to have achieved something by now even though there was no possible guarantee of that so another quite funny <laughs> way of putting it is it's having low expectations high goals and gradually making progress in a way that fits you because at the end of the day life is a journey life is for the living and if you can't live your life because of the expectations you've put on yourself, that can lead to a very unfulfilling, stressful, fatiguing life. And you want to do the opposite of that. So it has to be your own. You want to own every aspect of your life and chase after what it is that you want. The final question, so we are officially at the end, is how would you change the world how would you do it mike and it took me a while to actually come up with the answer because most of the problems that we're facing are human-based problems it's politics it's manipulation it's virtue signaling it's self-aggrandizing statements it a wacky and wonderful world that also has downsides that are mostly our own fault it's our responsibility to be the best that we can be and we need to realize that the world would be a better place if we use the technology of today to fix our role problems and not hold on to the past so you've got the technology now to wipe the slate clean start again and everything is sustainable enough that we can actually get over a lot of the issues that we have so a part of the problem is the fact that we are using our past to inform our future why we can't just wipe the slate clean use the most recent technological advancements that we have today to fix a lot of the problems that we have is it possible i don't know and i'm okay with saying that i don't know what we need to realize is most of our problems are human-based problems and the fact that people benefit from the way the world is right now they need to also benefit from the way the world is changing and the way the world wants to grow in order for it to grow because these people are going to stop change because they will benefit less that's just a human trait so we need to get to this point where we're sustainable we are 
getting along as human beings, which means we have to accept everybody for who they are. We have to not judge them too harshly. We have to realise that everybody is their own person and that is just the way it is. We need to be able to do that. But then that works both ways. So you can't fight for your own freedoms and fight for your own values and fight for your own way of life if it impinges on everybody else's prerogative to do the same. They have to be able to do the same as well. That's just the way it is. And the Venn diagram of what other people want and what we want, where they cross over, generally is the way life is or the way life wants to be. You can't constantly go after what you want while tearing everybody else down. Because that's not everybody getting along, that's you just making sure you get what you want. So it doesn't work. It doesn't work long term. A lot of the time, it leads to more wars and conflict than people just getting along. Again, these are all human issues, and I am human, right? So I have these issues as well. So what would I do? I would... As I said, use the technological advancements to wipe the slate clean on things like factory farming, labour, technology, and use the technology to benefit everything. Technology can benefit everything, and I would say that the world needs it now more than ever. And another thing is (sighs) being more accepting, being more freedom-based, which actually allows everybody to do that, not just you. And that's the way it should be. Everyone is entitled to certain things. Everyone is allowed certain things. The limit, of course, is how much what you want takes away from what somebody else wants. And in order to do that, we need to be sharing, we need to be caring we need to be as understanding as possible while giving other people the opportunity to understand so an example would be getting angry at someone that doesn't know what you know i would say well maybe you need to actually explain things so people are dismissive and not explaining things because they want to just find like-minded people to all get together and not need to explain themselves or justify things but the problem is No one is going to understand you if you don't give them the opportunity to understand. Same goes for everything else. So we need to be prepared to put more effort in, spend more time, care more, share more, and ultimately just allow people to live their own life in a way that allows you to live your own. So that is what I would say to that. Okay, that is the end of the Q&A. I hope you enjoyed it again. Brand new studio, brand new equipment. So let me know what you think of the audio. And I look forward to seeing you again on the next episode.